The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello and welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Armand Kafai, and joining me today is Stephen Jodrin. We sit down with Atlanta United's first-round pick in the 2019 MLS Super Draft, Anderson Asuedu, today. Make sure to follow the pod at Uncle Sam's Soccer Pod on Twitter, and to give us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or any other listening platform. Now, let's get to today's show. Hey, Steven, is it still cold over there in Wisconsin? Don't rub it in. Is it still cold? I think it's freezing, huh? Yeah, okay, good. Good Good one, Armand. It's pretty cold over here, too. Don't worry. Yeah, what, 52 like, degrees? Yeah, like, like, like more like 20, 30, but, you know, we're, we're getting lower now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know, I don't get cold anymore. That's the funny thing, because all you guys do when I, when I say I'm cold, you just make fun of me. So, like, <laughs> I, I stopped getting cold. Like, I actually cannot get cold. My mom's like, why are you walking out and... Like, you know, like, barely or anything. Like, Mom, I, I don't get cold. Uh, I, I'm immune because, you know, Stephen and Jake have constantly uh, roasted me for being warm or yeah, something well, like that. That's just North Texas, my man. Uh, see, this, the disrespect I get on this pod. My God. Oh. Armand, I, I was going to ask you, just on a very, very side note, you are actually going uh, – MLS is actually starting their preseason – and you're going to a preseason game this afternoon. I know we're recording Saturday, and the result is going to be meaningless. But it looks like MLS is kicking into gear now, huh? I feel like I haven't taken a break, break from MLS since the MLS Cup. Yeah, you have transfer rumors. You have weird draft drama. You have weird drama in general uh, in terms of you know the Kaku transfer saga. Uh, you have all these transfers falling in and out. I feel like I haven't taken a break from MLS, and it's going to be good to see some action on the pitch um, that's going to be meaningless, and prob- I probably won't take any stock into it, but hey, it's going to be fun to see uh, good old Toyota Stadium once again. <laughs> With a, a crowd size of 2,000. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, it's also 
what the weather is actually crappy down there, right? It's it's also cold and yeah, well, and they're playing fire in U twenty three. Is like, like I mean, I I guess that's an appetizing matchup. I know some people from San Antonio. Uh, shout out Harry, uh, will be uh, at the uh, San Antonio to Dallas match. Uh, we get to get to talk to one of our loyal listeners over there. So I mean, yeah. hey listeners, if you're ever in the Dallas area, uh, shoot me a DM on twitter and we can always go chat you know talk about soccer go grab uh, some alcoholic beverages since i'm 21 <laughs> now and uh you know just just or, chat about soccer or if it. you're in minnesota you got jake there or if you're in madison wisconsin you got myself love to chat some more soccer with our listeners um but armand one of the big talking points is how atlanta united transitions into this new season with champions league play and a new head coach uh, and what they will be gunning for. It'll be really interesting to see that dynamic. Do you think they put a lot of weight into trying to get that Champions League trophy? Yes, I think they do, which it's which means players like Anderson Asuedu are really important to the team. Let's, let's think about it. If you're going to go all in at Champions League, you need depth for you know MLS matches because you're going to have fatigued players. And you need depth overall because, I mean, like we saw with, I think, TFC. Uh, I mean, they went to the CCL final. They kind of crashed out. Meanwhile, Red Bull went to the CCL semifinal. Um, well, crashed out of MLS. CCL semifinal, and they seem to be fine because they have that depth. They have that Red Bull, too. They have all that depth net players that can call in and out, and the team would be still be fine. So I think they need that, and they will go all out. And I think that's also why players like Asuedu are going to be so important uh, for Atlanta because they give Atlanta that depth. Yeah, no doubt. So, listeners, up next is our interview with Anderson. And uh, part of the audio is a little bit choppy. We just had a little bit of a connection issue. So there are some bumps and bruises. But overall, it's fine. It's a great listen. So here is our interview with Anderson. I see you. Joining us right now is Atlanta United's first-round draft pick in the 2019 MLS Super Draft, Anderson. Anderson, forgive me for that. Anderson, Anderson, There you go. For, forgive me. It's a t- forgive me for uh, mispronouncing. Anderson, No, 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 no problemos, no problemos, no problemos. How's uh, how's the preseason going in LA? Ah, so far, so good, boss. Everything is going great. You know, great atmosphere, great weather. The weather wasn't good for a couple of days, but now it's back to LA weather. You know, sunny, sunshine, beautiful day. So, you know, can't can't complain. You know, guys out here enjoying every day. Absolutely, Anderson. And there was a, a great story by Doug Roberson in the AJCs. I suggest uh, listeners you go listen to it. Uh, just talking about your journey. Um, and it talked about how you were never supposed to leave Ghana, how you were supposed to sleep on the floor space provided by coaches during Christmas break, and how you were supposed <laughs> to be too, too small to be drafted, but now you're drafted by the MLS champs. I want to just go back to your days in Ghana. What was the daily life for you uh, back in Ghana? Uh, I know my best guy. You know, from the big city, but I was from a small village in Ghana. So, you know, my life story over there wasn't as much, you know, entertaining. You know, like you just you wake up in the morning, you go play with friends, school, and you know that's it. You know, you gotta you gotta hustle to make the day means. You know, nobody in the family have really much much 
to say, to do, and so, you know, you woke up, it's all on you to make something out of your day, you know. That was how my day was in Ghana. Yeah. Yeah. Anderson, how did you fall in love with the sport? Uh, you know, I, I grew up with, uh, my dad was a soccer player, you know, he played in my village for a long, he played in actually like the Ghana Premier League back in 2019-1999. He was like a, like a big superstar for, in Ghana, but I was little, so I wasn't paying attention. I didn't know how much about it, you know, so, you know, I used to go watch my dad play, you know, sometimes he would sneak me into the field to watch him play <laughs> and, you know. Through that, you know, I started, I started, you know, kicking the ball when I was like eight. You know, I started playing with kids in my town, you know, my village, and uh, that was it. You know, we formed a team. We played, you know, from town to town game. We go to, you know, area to area. We play gala. You know, we play the team on this area. We go there. So that's how the love came. You know, and once we started that, mm, this can be something good. You know, and then. We we add a school to it, you know. Now we got to play in school teams, you know, like school tournaments. Mm-hmm. You know, so you go to school and you play school tournament. But sometimes, you know, for us, you know, nobody was gonna play our tuition for us to go to school. So, you know, we, we once we get to like the senior high school and all of that, you know, you got to pay to go. So now it's free in Ghana, but my time it wasn't free because the government it was hard, you know. So. You know, but I was lucky to play it in school and get to, you know, play with school by school because the area guys you play with, majority of them go to different schools. So we mm-hmm. like to, we ha- we get a chance to compete against each other as same as we play in the area tournament. So that's how the love came. And then from there, you know, we took this. But uh, one time goes on, there was like a, like a guy who came to, to Ghana you know, to visit from St. Benedict's Prep. So he came, he was from a village, you know. He came there, you know, to see some guys play. But we didn't know that was his mission, you know. You know, because Ghana, when you come there, you can't really, you know, let people know what you're there for, you know. But he has a family, so he told his family that he was there for vacation. So he he, he went to, uh, how do you call it? Uh, he was going to pick players from the, the biggest cities. You know, and his, his auntie was our headmistress for uh, uh, senior high school. So uh, he came to our village and then we played like a tournament and he, he picked some guys. And that was how I got to be in the state. Yeah, I was the one chosen among the guys he picked. That was like a lucky, you know, like at the same time, God put everything in everybody's life for a reason. So that's how I ended up in the state. I ended up here at St. Benedict, you know. Life wasn't as much easy, but we didn't know much about English. We didn't speak the language, but, you know, still we're patient with life. Just take one day at a time, still believing in ourselves that there will still be hope one day. And then from there, you know, they told me that I have to pass my uh, school so that I can be college. Otherwise, they got to take me back to Ghana because I'm international. So it's not better visa from another college. I won't be able to stay here. So, you know, you know, Ghana, and I didn't want to go back to Ghana. So I did best every day, every day. I I work hard at whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, with school, with soccer, I train hard, I work hard. You know, and then 
I passed on the test, ACT, ACT, and then I was able to, okay, now I can get a, you know, I got a good GPA to get into good colleges, you know. Yeah, while I was at this, I was there. Yeah, uh, Grace, you know, and they helped me down. They, they was backbone, yeah. They helped me out with everything I needed. They supported me. You know, they, they helped me out with everything, you know, financially, you know, and make me a better person, you know. And that, that's a lot of stress out of the, 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 the body, you know, so it's all about getting that. Because I'm not worried about too much. My family back in Canada, they're all doing good. You know, I let them know that I'm going to school, so I can't really give anything yet. You know, so it was all about now how can you work hard to become who you want to be? Because you everything you need to be, you know. You opportunity that I got, you won't got on the way. You know. So, Anderson, you, you kind of uh, touched upon it, uh, at least lifestyle-wise, you know, coming from Ghana to America. I mean, in America, they, they do talk about the college game um, and, you know, how it's used and whatnot. What was soccer like in college for you when you were playing, you know, at Monmouth and then UCLA? Uh, I found it a little bit, uh, soccer here was a little bit uh, I went to see how soccer, uh, I, you know, because I wasn't very ready for a big college because I just moved here my junior year and junior years. I really do two years as a student in America. So I wasn't really ready for the bigger school like you know. And I really wanted to go to like a bigger school where I can really do much with school wise and then I will get my visa taken out of this. I went to like a small place like Mammoth education wise. But soccer wise there was a big adjustment, you know, like when I was at Mammoth it wasn't, you know, the players you play around make you better too, you know. So the challenges and the competition over there, the conference win wasn't great for me. You know, when I if I was able to graduate from Mammoth, there wouldn't be much people to see me as who I am as a player. You know, so but I went to UCLA you can see we play they play good soccer, they keep the ball, you know, like everything is much, much better. You know, like you know, because you know, it's is is it's a the program wise, you know what I'm saying, like how much you can see both mm-hmm. programs, you know, the conference you played in, you know, you play with you know, big big conference, big competition. You know, like my first time I was playing like a big, big year for UCLA we played against Maryland, like nine thousand people watching fans. You know, so all of those type of stuff was much, a little bit, a little bit of adjustment that I, I, that made it much interesting and much better from Miami to UCLA. So the adjustment was good, but it was it was it was a different ball game around. You know, because now you're competing with bigger teams and bigger players. You know, what I'm saying players that are like ranked in the nation. You know, so if you can compete with them, you you set yourself like among them as well because you're playing with them and you can compete with them. You know, but Miami wasn't as bad level yet you know so that's the things that i i discovered and it helped me out to become the person i was if i was a moment you know the challenge was still not bigger for me but i came to ucla you know you played at stanford you know like a bigger program you know like i mean it, it makes you it makes the competition much better and harder for people to see that okay you can play with a bigger bigger team and bigger bigger challenge you know yeah, I think that was the, the difference between both of them. But it was good. Mm. Both sent me in very good. One helped me out 
to be ready for the order. So, you know, I can't, I can't really uh, say much about it, but uh, all I can say was a great opportunity for me to build myself in both environments. What was the thought process of the MLS draft? Was that on the radar when you had made the move, uh, move to UCLA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my goal. Yeah, because I knew that I was still, you know, like when I was a mom at that age, like him and watch like my mom is, you know, like a small program, like after my freshman year, you know, so I knew that I can still, if I was that bigger college that year, I could go to like get drafted, you know, from with a good age and I could get drafted. But I, my family always thought about me, about uh, school, the importance of education in America, you know, so I always wanted to kind of like finish school or like be very close to graduate. I didn't want to leave. In between, and I knew that I will, I will, I will get the opportunity to play the next level because it's all about the hard work you put in, you know. So from my mind, that's what I'm here. You know, that's what I want to do because without that, what else am I going to do? You know, I can graduate, get a degree, but I can't really get a job like that, you know. But this is my job, so I always treat it with respect and I always believe in myself and have hope that one day it can help me become who I want to be. So I have that. At the back of my mind, that of course I want to. That's my end product. I want to go to the MLS. I want to make it. So this is a dream come true. And Anderson, when you got drafted by Atlanta at, at 24, what were your thoughts and emotions just when your name was called uh, at the Super Draft? Uh, you know, you know, life is all about patience. You know, I knew that I was going to get drafted, and I didn't know where I was going to go. You know, all I wanted was somebody who wanted to believe in me and who wanted to give me the opportunity. You know, but what made it the most was getting called by the number one team in the nation. In the country. And you, you consider yourself one of the best players in the, in college soccer. And you end up going to the best, best, best program in the country. So that made it everything like, this is this is very very good because God put me in a spot where I'm gonna be with the best people and the best program, you know. So you can't really ask much for this, you know. There's nothing better than this. So I was very excited emotionally. I was like, mm, this is this is what I wanted, and God has put it for me, you know. Because now I can, if I can compete here and I can be better here, I can be better everywhere because I'm I'm playing with the best players. In a, in a country, and I'm competing with the best players, so that was it for me. Like, I wanted to that was my prayers. God listened to my prayers, you know. So, what are the expectations moving forward for you, Anderson? Yeah, expectations, you know, I want to play, but I'm patient about everything, you know. I want to be a team guy, you know, I want to sleep on my tent, you know. There's a lot of big guys here, you know, that came before me, that have done a lot of things before me, you know. I'm just a youngin', but I, that that being said, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to compete every day, but I'm going to wait for my right time. I'm going to wait for my time to come, you know, I'm going to put in the work every day. I practice, compete hard, I practice, work hard. And once my time comes, I go out there and deliver. You know, and I'm I'm expecting for this year to be great, 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 great. Like like last year, you know, nothing much different. Just expecting to win the championship again and be like a huge contribution to this team. Like, you know, break into the lineup, have some games. But, you know, like I said, I'm not rushing at all. There's more time, you know, there's more games, you know. So I'm just being patient 
I'm, you know, just taking my time one day at a time. And I hope when the right time is come, when the right time is up, God will make a way for me. Absolutely. Anderson, how's it like uh, working with Frank DeBoer as your head coach? <laughs> it's been great. You know, Frank believed in me. He gave me the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this coach haven't been here in the he's been here for like almost a week and he discovered who I am as a player. You know what I'm saying? So that says a lot about him. You know, he discovered the best. He's the best coach. You know, and he he's a good guy. You know, he respects everybody. He, he he's teaching us the right way to play the game. So working with him is like and for me is a heaven for me because this guy is a guy that knows soccer, that played soccer. And for me to work with the best Best, one of the best coaches and the best players to play the game is anything to me. You know, like I'm the luckiest guy on earth, not just to be on the best team, but to work with the best coach. Like, you know, like the best European coach, one of them. So, like, who had the experience? So, this is everything for me. I would say 2019 is a great year so far. Like, it's going to be a great year because it's not just you get drafted by the number one team. Also, you you you've been coached by the best coach, like I would say one of the best coach in 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 MLS. Like he just got here and he's, he's best, you know. So for me to coach with him, like to coach me, you know, to play every game every day, to see his face in training, it's everything. You gotta give the best. You gotta give it all, hundred percent. You know, no cheating. And he's helping us. You know, he's teaching us how to play the game, how to work hard how to do everything that can help us win the championship again. So I can I can I can't expect much better than this at all. This has been great, great, great. And I ask God and I thank God for all this he's he's putting me over this years. I appreciate it because it's it's much, much better than this at all. Much much better than this. Nobody in college would expect this. Like everybody in college would love to be in my shoes right now because you're coaching by one of the best coaches in MLS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I can't expect much better than this. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I love the guy. I love the man. He he <laughs> helped me out. He he brought me. He he literally discovered me. Like, this is Anderson Asiedu. You know, if you guys won't take him, I will take him. This is the guy I want. This is the guy I want to work with. I know what he can bring to the table. So for coach to see something, a European coach see something like that in me, oh, Papa, it's, it's everything. So I give him all my respect, all my love, every day and every hour. You know, if he says sleep, I'm going to sleep. If he says do this, I'm doing it. Because he's the man who discovered me from college, like to the MLS. So I, I, can't, I can't really take anything for granted with him at all. Not at all. Not at all. He's like my everything, my, my father. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, Anderson. Well, yeah. we yeah. know that you got to get back to training, so we appreciate the time. We look forward to the seeing you this season, and maybe we'll talk to you some point midway to, to catch back up. And thank you guys for the opportunity. You know, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to share my story and to you know share some thoughts about the season. You know, thank you guys very much. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you, you too. Thank you. Great interview with Anderson. I love his positive optimism. Um, you know, his his mentality is really infectious. You know, like it's not, it's always positive, upbeat. 
And that's, I mean, that's why I gathered from that interview. But, Steven, the crazy thing is, with Anderson, right now he would take up an international spot for Atlanta United. So this is a pretty big investment to make for a rookie. And I think it shows our belief uh, in Osiedu that, hey, they like him. Frank DeBoer really likes him. I think he got a start in one of the earlier preseason matches. Uh, he's been playing more uh, with, the, with the second team. But like I said, I think his addition can provide depth. And especially with the recent rumors going around that Darlington Nagby wants to be traded potentially to the Columbus crew. Um, you know, he's kind of upset with his role. That it opens up, you know, Asiedu to move up the depth chart um, and, you know, compete for some playing time. Especially with this, this uh, uh, match uh, fixture congestion that they're going to have the early part of the season. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, my favorite line from from the interview is, you know, if coach asks me to sleep, I sleep. And it's not word for word, but <laughs> I just thought it was so hilarious. I mean, yeah, you can you can hear the belief that they're putting in him. Not only are they taking the international spot, but just, you know, him talking about coach illustrates the, the belief that the club has in him. And it, I think it will translate on the pitch when, you know, you know that the people – in the ownership group, a front office, and the coaching staff has belief in you. That carries and a lot of weight when you're a rookie. I absolutely agree, Stephen, especially when you're a rookie, and especially about the story that Asiedu has had. It's phenomenal. And Frank DeBoer, uh, you know, he, he Asiedu said it best. He kind of just came on the job and discovered him um, because he was the MVP of a 2019 combine. I mean... I'm not sure if he was on many people's radars for a first-round pick, but I think that international spot scared people off. You, you usually don't spend an international spot on someone like a rookie. You usually spend it on, you know, a maybe a TAM player, like, for example, since we got made our FC Dallas quota, like a Reto Ziegler. You use it on a guy like that. So a guy like Anderson, if I mean, once you understand that, you have to think, oh, wow, these guys really believe in me, and that's really... That means a lot, and the way he spoke about his clo- coach so glowingly—it's it's, so—it's so fascinating. But Stephen, I want to ask you: with Atlanta United, this generically, they got rid of Al Marone. Uh, when I say got rid, sold him. Looks like Nagby is on his way out. Do we see this Atlanta team? I know it's way too early. We haven't even gotten into the thick of preseason yet. Do you think that you have to say this Atlanta team is still up there, but? Are they potentially better than they were last year? Just oh, on paper, obviously. Better. That's a hot take right there. The but... problem is the coach has changed. And I know there's an awesome, there's a constant debate on what the coach slash manager does on the team. and Does he have that big an effect? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think the best case study right now is Manchester United. Look at the transition they have between the two managers. Um, The problem is you got to compare it to the rest of the league. Atlanta's the you know, cream of the crop. Did the rest of the league catch up to Atlanta? And I can honestly say I don't know. And more so, I don't think they have. I think Atlanta had such a gap on league. I think Red Bulls might be the the what the second closest. Mm-hmm. Did I, did Red Bulls get better this past off season, Armand? I'm not sure if they got better, but I feel like I feel like it's more of like a uh, a Spursy feel. You know, like kind of bringing back this this the same core group of guys to go like compete i don't think it's necessarily better but they remind me more of a spurs than you know like a, a city for example 
Uh, the New York Red Bulls are the Spurs. Oh, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of relatable. Yeah, they always win supporter shields. They can't win anything else. Yeah, well, at least they've got something in their trophy cabinet. I mean, yeah, I, I <laughs> absolutely. But the reason why I say about Atlanta is you got a guy like Pity Martinez who's in the prime of his career. You know, he's a South American footballer of the year. Like, and if you see Pity Martinez play at rare play, the way he plays is phenomenal. And this oh, new prolific. Frank DeBoer. It's exciting. And this new Frank DeBoer style is really interesting that, you know, I'm not sure it's, it, it, it's like a, um, what's the word, like a 3-4-3 three, three of sorts. You know, a three-back line, the uh, four midfielders and the three fours, and they have pity kind of more towards the wing. I'm really interested to see how this team is going to grow because, like you said, new coach, new philosophy. Um, There's going to be growing things. And I think that's going yeah, to yeah. hold Atlanta back back here in the beginning of the season. I think they'll be closer to the pack. And I do think you're going to see something in which, remember how Toronto last season really gunned for the Champions League, and it kind of killed their MLS season. But everybody from top executive down to the media members all said, don't take Toronto's record in MLS serious. But it caught up to them on the latter part. They got a Champions League, I think, destroyed them mentally and emotionally. That was a terrible loss. Michael Bradley's PK got sent to Jupiter. It's just, it, it was demoralizing. And then MLS season kicked in and they weren't getting the results early on. And they were playing catch up from the beginning. It's not good. I think Atlanta needs to learn and be very careful in how they manage this first part of the season and depending on how far they make it into the champions league my thing is counterpoint red bulls counterpoint red bulls and there's no red bulls that make the final but it was a semi-final that's still a lot of investment and in time but um i, th- I think it, i think it's all about depth and i think toronto this i mean we said it's the best team in mls what like two years ago i'm not sure if they had the de- depth and i think they had a bunch of injury problems and kind of carried into the MLS season. And I mean, now I thought no, right. was be interesting to see how they are. But, but if you have the depth, um, I, I feel like it's kind of an obvious point. Like it's not a hot sports take here. You're going to, you're going to be better off. And I think Atlanta is developing that depth in terms of who they can play. We can go. It's going to be interesting. Cause you get to see a guy like George Bello at left back, 16 years old, or maybe a guy like Andrew Carlton at, at center mid, some Academy prospects. No, you're right. But that's the thing. Toronto, did not have that depth, and it caught up with them, um, not necessarily in the Champions League, but definitely in the MLS season. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So Atlanta, I think, probably learns from that. They look at what Red Bulls were able to do and said, how were a- how were Red Bulls able to make it to the semifinals and then were able to have a successful MLS season that carried them to the Supporters' Shield? I'll give you a hint. starts with... Developing USL players. Oh, 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 oh. that oh, wasn't a hint. Oh, that was oh. just the answer. <laughs> but yeah, I know. No, I mean, it, it's a great case in point to what you and I actually talked a little bit about on tomorrow's episode regarding USL League One. Listeners, you got to come back for tomorrow's episode now. But Armand, Atlanta United. Last question before we say goodbye for today. Do we think they want the Champions League trophy more than the MLS Cup? Yes. Who doesn't? Everyone wants the Champions League over the MLS Cup. Everyone. You play the MLS Cup 
to win the league, go into the Champions League, and then you go get the Club World Cup. I'd like the Club World Cup would be phenomenal, but I mean, Champions League starting up real soon, man. I'm really interested to see how this how these teams are going to be and. Will we see that MLS team win it this year? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Are we going to see another Colorado Rapids to take it as a preseason? Yeah. That would be what Houston Dynamo do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I'll, I'm going to give more credit to Houston. I think they'll probably do a little bit better than the Rapids. But, it, yeah, Champions League is actually starting up very soon, huh? Be uh, it, It's going to be fun. going to be fun. Listeners, come back tomorrow. Check out our interview with USL League's one latest signee for forward Madison, Carl Schneider. What an interesting journey he has had in the world of football. Follow myself at Steven Jodderan. Get Armand's coverage of FC Dallas at Armand Kafai. Jake Wittroba, who is normally on the show, isn't here today. Catch him at Jake Wittroba for the latest takes on what? Minnesota United Sports. Something like that. Something like that. Minnesota Sports. Anyway, five-star review. Subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee to your baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 